you know, I grew up upper middle class, but my parents are first generation immigrants from Korea immigrating to Canada. And, you know, there was a lot of generational money mindset blocks, 100%. Uh, a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity. And, you know, even though we grew up upper middle class, it was always rooted in fear, guilt and shame anytime there's any conversation that had to do with money. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. We have an amazing guest today, Kira Yang, who is a CEO money mindset mentor, and she specializes in helping entrepreneurs smash through income glass ceilings through deep subconscious work and nervous system regulation. She locates your exact upper limit mindset blocks around money, visibility, and success that are currently creating profit bottlenecks in your strategy so that you can up-level your business in the fastest possible timeline without the burnout or the sacrifice. Such an epic business, and this conversation is going to be fire. I already know it. So thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Thank you for having me. I am very excited. Yay. So I can't wait to dive into all of the money mindset, because as entrepreneurs are in life, we face these money mindset blocks so much in business, of course, and scaling and all of these things. But before we do that, how did you become a money mindset mentor? How did you become a CEO money mindset mentor? What was your journey to where you are here now? Basically, you know, I grew up upper middle class, but my parents are first generation immigrants from Korea immigrating to Canada. And, you know, there was a lot of generational money mindset blocks, 100%. Uh, a lot of lack, a lot of scarcity. And, you know, even though we grew up upper middle class, it was always rooted in fear, guilt and shame. Anytime there's any conversation that had to do with money. With that being said, my parents were also entrepreneurs and I always knew growing up, I was meant to be one, but I had no clue what I was going to do. And then it was just back actually in 2020 when the whole pandemic hit, you know, I actually had opened my first business, my first entrepreneurial journey and the pandemic hit and that didn't really pan out right away. I still have that other business, but um, that actually gave me time to go through my spiritual awakening. And then I realized there was this whole other world and it actually started with some self-hypnosis. And that's actually how I became a hypnotherapist because it was so life-changing for me. And then I realized I dabbled in some money mindset work and realized there was a whole world of personal development. And I realized how much money mindset work can change some one's financial reality. And, you know, of course, at first when I found it, I was like, how is this even possible? It's just some thoughts and beliefs, but it runs really, really deep, especially if you grew up in an environment where there was a lot of lack and scarcity. With that being said, it was just became a really big passion of mine to help women reach new financial realities, but not only that, 
doing it in a way that is sustainable because also what goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship is a lot of burnout. You know, it's a very high pressure. I don't even want to call it career, but lifestyle, right? And there's a lot of, you know, deeper inner work that needs to be done so that you can actually build a sustainable business and do it with a really great quality of life. And a lot of entrepreneurs currently don't have that. It's kind of like the business is their life. There's a lot of burnout, a lot of stress. And, you know, that's really not why people become entrepreneurs. That's not freedom. So both of those things together, the CEO mindset and the money mindset, it just kind of became this beautiful kind of harmony for me. And that's really what I set out to do now is just to help women achieve new levels of emotional freedom from money in their businesses. I love that. And it's so true that entrepreneurship, this path, and I find myself saying this to clients all the time is the deepest form of personal development work yeah. that you can possibly do <laughs> and to really expand you have to meet those edges and you have to almost like find that constant crumble in a way to continue to burst through the next level i know you mentioned kind of like that underlying fear and shame that a lot of us have ingrained in us from childhood and from growing up with that i think a lot of entrepreneurs and probably a lot of the women listening to this podcast right now have some basic understanding of mindset work of money mindset and using affirmations and doing those things and kind of feeling like no I've gotten rid of that shame I've gotten rid of the fear I want I want all the money to come like I'm an energetic match so what are some of those ways that you see this underlying sense of shame and fear around money come up that people may not realize they're still holding on to yeah absolutely especially in business as well the Common kind of like symptoms, I'd like to say, where you are still holding on to that fear or guilt or shame around money is I find a lot of entrepreneurs are unable to spend money on themselves. They're already hitting like next level milestones, like doing the multiple six figures, but still struggling to like get their nails done, like feeling really guilty about it, which is crazy, but it's also not right. There's a deeper underlying pattern of like deep levels of unworthiness or not feeling deserving of having it, although they've created this incredible life for themselves. Other ways that, you know, I find people struggle with money, it's like even pricing blocks, right? Like increasing prices to the next level. Although it's, you know, if you really think about it, pricing is just the number, right? But for some reason, when we increase the number, our, our mind drama gets in the way. Like, who are you to have that? Who's going to pay you that? There's already someone, you know, more experienced doing that. And so there's kind of that kind of money mindset ties that keep people plateaued as well. There's so many instances if you have capped income, right? That's another way where you're kind of always hitting the 10k mark or can't bust through or you're like in the 20 or 30s but you can't seem to get to that next level even though it feels so close you have all the strategies in place and you're like it's not really about what you're doing anymore there's a deeper subconscious route around but it might not be safe to have more money this is a whole nother can of worms if you're already burning out there's a greater level of sacrifice that must be taking place for you to achieve that next level especially if you have you know the deeper productivity wound uh, subconscious coding where you feel like you have to work really hard to get it. And so like, if you're already maxed out, burning out, like burning the candles at both ends, how could you possibly create more? And there's always that worthy deservingness one, which is like really common because a lot of people think they can overcome it by just being like, yeah, affirmations, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. But there's actually something much more deep going on if you're finding that 
your income is capped or you find that you're, you know, you get spikes of income and then it like dwindles, 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 dwindles. And then you get that spike and just before it's about to run out, those stories are often, you know, related to like, you should only be comfortable. Don't be too greedy. There's all kinds of root stories that, you know, really play and manifest in your business in like a very obvious way. But so many of the times, because when you can get to your first six figures, you can do it a lot just on strategy. There's some mindset work involved, but you can do a six figure business with just strategy. But after that point, you're kind of like, what's going on? There's something else that it just feels just out of reach. And I can't seem to get there. Now this is about actually doing the six figure, seven figure mindset work, right? I love that. So can you differentiate for people at different levels? So thinking of Mm -hmm. mindset practices for those that are moving to six figures that are, you know, currently growing to six figures, what would those mindset practices look like? Maybe they're investing in their first coaches or they can't, you know, like investing in their business or not taking, maybe not taking it seriously, super seriously enough yet. Or like, what are some of the mindset practices for women that are at that stage? And then I would love to, from there, like go into the differentiating mindset practices into that higher level. For sure. I mean, my answer is always going to be subconscious work, even if you're just starting out because strategy is incredibly important. I back it. I love strategy. I have a business coach that teaches me strategy, all of the things. It's a constant evolution and a tweak. But if you don't have the mindset behind the strategy, you're not executing. So you can have the best strategies in the world from your seven-figure coach. But if your mindset is still stuck in imposter syndrome or you're worried what your friends and family might think or worried that someone's going to judge you for buying the Porsche, you're not going to make moves, right? Like you're actually going to keep yourself stuck, right? So if you're finding yourself in procrastination, if you're finding yourself thinking about ideas for the business. And I know this is kind of a tangent because it can vary based on like, if you're going to your first six figures, a visibility piece will be like getting on social media, showing up consistently, treating it like a business. But for multi-six, you know, moving to more multi-six and seven, it's like, you know, what will people think of me if I have more money? Like if you have some sort of fear around being judged for wanting the luxury lifestyle, for being exposed, or, you know, if people will copy you and steal your intellectual property, those are next level visibility blocks when you're moving to multi-six, right? And seven. And there's fears. People have those fears that, you know, there will be copies. They'll never put out that million dollar idea that could really catapult them into the next level. And they'll sit on it for literally a decade. I've had clients come to me sit on ideas for over 10 years, right? And it's like, why? Right. And it's something in their mindset that's like, I can't do that. It's not safe to put it out there. That's just like one way, but there's, you know, the main common three areas I see, there's more than just three, but the three main ones I see are around money blocks, whether it's moving to six and then multi six and seven, the visibility blocks and the success blocks. Cause you know, moving to six figures, it's more getting over the fear of failure, just putting yourself out there. You know, I always say feel fast, fail often. You're going to have to fail regardless. It's going to happen. You're going to have a zero dollar launch. You're going to have people not sign up. You're going to have one person at your first masterclass, whatever it is, that's okay. Right. And just not making that mean anything about you because that means nothing about you or your future inevitable success. So really normalizing that in entrepreneurship, failing is just actually learning. It's more information and one failed event doesn't lead to, you know, the next 20 being failures. Like you're going to be okay. But, you know, multi six and seven, we're moving into fear of success. What if it gets too big too quickly? What if I get everything? 
I want and then I isolate people because I'm no longer resonating with my old clientele and I'm leaving people behind or I get to like wealthy and then people judge me for my lifestyle that's a that's a big one I see a lot or just like it becomes too much I'm already burning out I can't handle it what if I can't handle it and I want to quit my business there's varying ways and that one one come up a lot with people of will I be able to handle that amount like thinking that it's going to require so much more work if they grow if they're making a bigger income then oh I'm not going to have any time for myself type thing. yes and that's related to the the sacrifice piece right like that's really what the upper limit blocks are about it's safety sacrifice and self-worth so if they feel they need to sacrifice you will find ways to self-sabotage to either not create it or find ways to get rid of it that's where it's really nuanced at higher levels because quote unquote there's more to lose because you've created so much more so that's a little bit i hope that answers part of the question it's a pretty loaded question but yeah it's always going to be subconscious work because with affirmations and journaling they're great tools but i kind of like i always use this reference of like it's like stitches right it's like Mm -hmm. if you have a cut that requires stitches and you use like you know an alcohol swab and a band-aid and you know it's very surface level and it's going to like kind of hold things over but it might just open up again and that's really what journaling and affirmations is they are it's complementary it's more surface we're working with the five percent of the mind but you know if you really want to heal the stitch like you got to get stitches right and if you really want to do the deeper mindset work so that you can have like a really great quality of life and not have anxiety about your business and about money 24 7 and operate it in like the best possible capacity then we're looking at doing deeper subconscious work working with the 95 percent of your mind which holds your identity around money and about how you see yourself as you move through life as a ceo and also beyond that just like that determines your behavior and the actions that you take as a ceo so speaking of the subconscious practices the subconscious work what are some specific practices or what would be something our listeners could work on with that now yeah so in terms of subconscious work the first and best place to start is self-hypnosis so if you can find like a certified hypnotherapist that has like self-hypnotic tracks those are going to be really really great because it'll get you started in terms of building a rapport because with a lot of people if you haven't done very much subconscious work you may feel like you you can't remember anything before the age of 13. like that's how it was when i started everything is so repressed i was like i can't remember a thing now i can remember things like literally like back 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 like in the womb kind of style right and the thing with subconscious work too is that once you build a rapport more of your repressed memories the core memories the ones we're really looking for that once between the ages of zero to seven that determine like really like your self-perception today about what you believe about love what you believe about success what you believe about money all of those things that shape your current reality we want to find out what's going on in that hardwired program between the ages of zero to seven so start with self-hypnosis that's going to be an excellent place to start there's so many ways to take this question really if you're serious about you know starting really deeper mindset work do get a hypnotherapist or work with a mindset coach that works with the subconscious again conscious mindset work is really good and complementary reinforces what you do with the unconscious part of the mind but the unconscious part needs to be done first and you know really the question i ask people i guess like one of the easiest questions i would ask people is when you're moving through your business you know regardless of where you're at you know whether it's scaling to six or or beyond if you're not creating it the biggest question to ask yourself is why don't you it's like be brutally honest with yourself why don't you want it i had a client tell me the other day oh because i don't want to lose lunch with my girlfriends i said okay that's a valid response there's a reason you do not want to create it why don't you want it is a really big question to identify you know some surface level blocks that will lead to the root block and beyond that as well 
is where is your focus, right? That's like a very conscious level thought, but like, what are you focused on creating, right? Like, are you actually focused on creating the six multi six, seven figure business, or are you still operating an older version of yourself, you know, just kind of doing the day in day out of the business, but you're not actually looking or moving towards expansion, that next level expansion, which is going to require a next level action, right? That is going to be uncomfortable. So that is one thing. The other thing is knowing that when you say that I can't or I don't know, you are literally about to break through. This is like you're hitting an upper limit. And the reason it feels like you can't or you don't know how is the reason we stay stuck and we actually fall back into the pattern and start the pattern all over again. Regardless of whether it's about showing up online, next level visibility, charging a new pricing level for your services. If you feel like I can or I don't know how, you got to look into like why. Get that like we're literally hitting the gold mine and we're like poking it and it's scary and uncomfortable, but that's actually where we need to look often where the blind spot is. Um, and that's usually what I find for my clients right away. Yes. And oh. I think that's where coaching can be so impactful is like looking at those yes. blind spots and mirroring them back and encouraging to push through. And that being said, especially in the coaching industry. So something that's really big in the coaching industry that I see is that money mindset blocks are keeping you from investing, right? So investing to, to basically take the action and to spend money to continue to grow. So I'm sure that you see this all the time as well, because it's just such a popular topic. But where do you see is the line to determine, okay, is this actually a money mindset block? Or is this like just not a wise investment for you? So how do you because I think that people can get caught up in this of like, oh, it's just because they so many coaches say, well, you're just blocked You're you know, you just have a money mindset block, you should pay me, you know, $20,000. And it's just the money mindset block or something like that. So how would you say that you determine a true money mindset block where it's actually like doing work around being able to release money in that way for specifically for your business, or whether it's just a misalignment, or it's just not a wise time for someone to invest? This question is so layered. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but let's try and break it down 101 investing. So when it comes to investing in your business, especially if it's like earlier on, it's going to feel scary. It still feels scary now. Okay. Like I've made so many investments over the year. And, you know, every time I'm like, Ooh. but the really big thing to look at is, you know, the big question I always like to ask myself, number one is, am I doing this because I really desire it? Like this feels like really expensive for me? Do I see value in like this coach? Do I see a part of myself in her and where she's going and all of the things her or him? And is it based out of a good business decision? And this is actually where emotional intelligence around money. And I know we've talked about this briefly really comes into play and I'll kind of expand on that as well. Yeah. Or do you feel like you have to make this investment or else it's never going to work for you? And like, you know, is the, is the decision out of lack and scarcity that if you don't do this and if you get pressure like this, run away. <laughs> Yeah. But if you don't do this, that your business will fail and that you won't get anywhere, right? Like that's generally, definitely not the vibe. Mm. So it's got to come from a place of an empowered choice. The tricky thing with money mindset and investing is that, like we said in the beginning of our conversation, so much of money conversations, even just thinking about it, tune into your body. Like, do you feel contracted? Are you like, 
for no reason. Like you might, um, and many people do typically, it's mm. like an immediate, like, like contraction in the body, or do you feel like open and expansive and free and flowy? The latter is really, really rare. <laughs> typically when people come to me, when we make decisions out of fear or shame or guilt, they're not always the best decisions. First things first, is it because you really feel empowered about making this choice for yourself in your business? Or are you doing it because you feel pressured and scared because you feel if you don't, that you won't get anywhere? That's like a big number one question. The second thing to look at is obviously, this is where maybe things get controversial on my end, where, you know, for me, it's about how much you believe in your vision and in your, and ultimately yourself. Like this is a big self-trust piece. Right. Will you make it worth it type thing? Not not asking, hey, is this going to be worth my money? But are, yes. do you trust yourself to make it worth it? Yes. There will always be an ROI, regardless of if it's the one that you think your ego mind wants, right? Like your ego mind might, might be like, oh, I need to make like the 20K a month because she's promoting it. It's like, yeah. no, it's about... Do you believe yourself to and trust yourself to do the work and show up, you know, feeling to the energy of your coach or, you know, however you make decisions. I usually tend to find people who are really, I know they're going to show up and it's up to me to also show up hundred percent for myself. And with that being said, it's like, you're always going to get exactly what you need at a moment in time, regardless of if it's what you think the outcome should be. And regardless of what the investment is, you trust yourself, whether it's for now or for later, right? It's like, you know, you may learn the skills in this three months or six months, but this will serve you for a lifetime. And, you know, are you really looking at your business? Like I need the result in three months or are you able to really look at time, right? Like time is a really important concept. That is another like CEO scaling block that I often see where people are too short term. And it's like, well, are you really thinking about your business in one month or one launch or whatever it is? Or are you really looking at six months, one year, three years? years right it's such an important thing that's so true too of knowing that it's gonna work instead of waiting for evidence and i think that's what changes the investment of like okay if i'm gonna invest in this i need to see that my business is gonna work long term instead of having the mindset of i know this is gonna work i am two feet in i made a post that was started with two feet on energy the other day. But like, I am two feet in on this. I know it's happening. It's a matter of time. And this is just gonna help me get closer to that faster. And it can compound for years to come on my vision, on the vision that I'm moving towards. That's such a good point. Exactly. So looking at the time piece of like, really like, can you zoom out when you start to freak out a little bit about like, oh my God, am I gonna get an ROI? It's like, well, yeah, over three, six, one year, two years, five years, of course you will, right? If you yourself to just continue really tune into your why it's so important when you feel like because there's going to be moments of scared like when you feel scared or self-doubt like we're human right so that's a really important part and like you said like if you can find a mentor who's going to collapse time for you with all of the knowledge and the gold that you can pick up and then you turn it into your own body what resonates with you and then you run with it that's invaluable right like age-old saying like you know time is not renewable money is there will always be more one of the big limiting beliefs where it's like what if money runs out and truly you can go to starbucks tomorrow and probably get a part-time job it'll never run out money's being printed every day like let's just crush that limiting belief it's not actually real but the last piece i just wanted to uh, like really touch on is the emotional intelligence around money i was yep gonna just come back to that too it's so important to have to do with like the deeper um subconscious and nervous system regulation work around money and detaching the emotion of fear of shame of guilt and it could also be anger and sadness 
sadness. It just depends on your unique situation. And when we have the ability to be really calm and grounded around money, then we can actually make really great decisions. Because a lot of the times I find with entrepreneurs that I work with is, you know, they make decisions just like money's running the show. Like the money's running their every day. They wake up in anxiety. They haven't even started their day. And it's like, what, like number one, like what kind of quality of life is that? Like, that's not great. <laughs> we, we want a better life for you. You became an entrepreneur for freedom, for many types of freedom. But, you know, when we can actually regulate our money's old money stories and rewrite them so that we actually feel very calm around money, like it's money is a neutral resource. Like it, it's, it's actually a tool that you can leverage to, to make more money, right? To compound and, you know, build momentum towards your business. And so, you know, it's one of those things where when we can actually be clear and calm and grounded, you're going to make the best decisions for your business because think about any decision you make anxious or fearful, it's never the best decision. It might still work out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a good time and it's never the best decision and it feels super freaking stressful. Let's get you to a place where money is just a, another tool, just like your marketing strategy, just like any of these things, right? Um, it's another tool in your business to move you forward. And of course we love money. It's okay. We yeah. want to get really wealthy. We want to be abundant AF, right? But that's all a part of it. And when we can, you know, it's like any decision that you make when we can remove the intense emotional dysregulation that is really just old coding. Like if you really think about right now in this moment, if something were to happen dealing with money, like nothing's actually happening. You're just remembering something old, but it's a whole body experience. The nervous system starts to spiral out of whack. Even like when I think about a really easy example is when I get people to uh, do an exercise and I like go buy something today, but before you pay, just notice how you feel. And so many of the times, even if it's something you like, it could be like really exciting. And then there's like all of a sudden fear, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm. Or I should have Buyer's remorse. Right Buyer's remorse. Or yeah. even buying groceries, people feel guilty. Mm. They're like, oh my God, that was kind of expensive. And it's like, you're literally just swiping a card and taking goods nothing is actually nothing bad is happening but why do you feel bad right so like this is like where it starts like these are the little clues where you're like oh something deeper is happening right so having the emotional intelligence around money as a business owner as an entrepreneur is going to be incredibly invaluable in terms of making really great decisions taking bold execution in your business at your scale yes for the woman who is feeling that charge around money either in a sense of lack or feeling like oh i'm, I'm making money in my business, but it's just not enough. And I need more and I, I need to hit that next call. And who's really wrapped up in that energy is there like, what is your favorite exercise? I mean, I have a couple that, that I know and that I teach clients and stuff, but I would love to hear like, what is one thing that you would offer to this woman to kind of decharge that emotional tie to money? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the easiest way would be really looking at like, when you do get charged, just like noticing the first thought that comes up, start to observe. It's the most powerful thing where you observe and then you're like, wait a minute, like, why do I feel scared? Or why do I have this thought? Because everything that you observe is something you've learned. And what you've learned is something that you can thank God unlearn, right? Okay. It's the beauty of it. So just taking inventory and also just, you know, the very classic, simple, you know, exercise of just writing out all the beliefs that you have about money and anything that doesn't support you, like, really ask yourself, like, where did I learn that? I think that leads back into what you kind of started with, with more of the subconscious of, because I think a lot of these fears probably aren't super apparent to a lot of people, right? Is like, they think like, no, I'm not afraid of money. I want more money. I'm trying to attract it. I'm welcoming it in. Why isn't it not coming? But some of these little behaviors are actually blocking them. And they're from something that they don't even know is coming up where 
I think that subconscious work, work would probably come into play largely. Yeah. So a really great question to like kind of blend together. Another question we asked earlier is like, why don't I want more money? What bad thing would happen if I actually have more money? What bad thing would happen if I were to be able to keep more money? Because even though sometimes, you know, um, I've seen women move into the next levels of income, but they're still breaking even. They still spend everything right. that they have just have just enough. It's, it's still the same pattern. Still have that really? scarcity feeling, even though there there's more coming in, they're making, you know, six multi six figures, but then they're like, what do I have to show for it? It's all going back out. Yes. yes. And, and the big thing too is I remember when I started, I was like, oh, this is so silly. Like, I don't feel grateful at all because I'm like not here yet or I'm not there yet. And it's really about starting to find gratitude for like everything that you do have because so often, and you just brought it up, doesn't matter how much money you make, your identity around money is still the same. So it will never feel enough. It doesn't matter how much you're making. It never feels enough unless you start doing that work now where you're like, okay, I'm really happy for my $7 coffee that I get X amount of times a week yes. or, you know, like whatever it is, like yeah. just everything that you have now, let it be enough, be in deep acceptance for where you're at now, because you're always on the journey. Like you're literally always on the journey. Those milestones will be brief fleeting moments. And really the money is, yeah, it's great. It's a byproduct, but what you're really looking for is that feeling like you're really chasing a feeling of accomplishment or freedom, or I did it. Like, that's a big one. Like, I just want to tell everyone that I did it. And it's like, well, you're not really looking for the money. The money's beautiful. We want, you know, the lifestyle that we want and we're entrepreneurs for a reason. But the bigger thing is that what you're looking for is this like feeling that you can actually access now. And that's why it's already here. Yes. I learned one time instead of the money, what does the money mean for you? Like go layers deep into, but why do I want seven yes. figures? What does that mean for me? What what would I spend it on? Like, what does that change about my life? And why do I actually want that? And like, then again, why do I want that? Why do I want that? Why do I want that? Like getting deeper into really what it means for you to have those income goals. A hundred percent. Like again, with the why, why? Right. What does it mean? So important to actually, again, it's never about anything on the surface. It's always layers below. And that's a beautiful thing. As you said at the beginning of the podcast, like this really is like the ultimate personal development journey. Yeah. It's so satisfying. And, you know, the more that you unlock and the more that you just, you know, become who you really are and free yourself, like truly like easier it gets, uh, the more money that you create, like the more amazing people and the, the more incredible your life just becomes. And, you know, this is another thing I just tell people, like, let it be easy. It doesn't mean that you don't work, right? But there's ways that you can let it be easy. And sorry, just one last thing I really wanted to touch on, like the investing. Yeah. I was like, I have to say it yeah. is it's whatever you can get your energy behind. So like, you know, whether it's like a painful or like a small payment plan or, you know, a smaller big investment for some people, they're able to hold the energy. They've done more mindset work where they're like, okay, I'm ready to make this like multiple five figure investment. Cause I'm the long run. And I, I, they already have themselves at a new level of identity, knowing that they're in it for the long run, knowing that they're already, they're going to make, you know, the multiple five figure, six figure months, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you're just starting out, don't put yourself in that situation. Cause you see other people in history glamorizing, like do the painful and then you're going to get like, no, that's not what it's about. It's about what you can get your energy behind where your nervous system feels safe because you need, it could be a little bit of a stretch, but you got to feel safe or else it's going to be very hard to actually move forward in your business and really show up. Baby steps, sustainable, build momentum, do it that way. It's going to pay off in the long run. Mm, so that's, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Yes. Well, okay. I have one last question for yes. you. I love to ask everyone on the podcast, all the guests is what does being 
being because the name of the podcast is obviously the wealthy and well woman. So what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you? What does that look like in your life? Oh my God. I love this question because I feel as though it's happening for me right now. It's about balance. It's a really, really big thing because I know that I was, you know, the black sheep of the family <laughs> and my parents were always like, Oh, Kira's up to some new thing. And, you know, I just felt like nobody ever really believed in me. And I really wanted to prove myself. And a lot of women I know that I work with or are friends with in this space are in a very similar capacity, uh, wanting to prove themselves and like being like, I did it. And what I realized is that on this journey, although, you know, again, it's this like really deep personal development journey while you're like, you know, building the dream business and working with dream clients and becoming the best version of yourself, it becomes so much of your mind space and of, a, of your life and your energy. And to a point where for some people, their identity is the business. And it's really, really important. And it's okay. All of us go there. We get lost in it, but it's really important to pull back and recognizing that the business is just a, one aspect of your incredible life. You have your family and friends, like you have yourself, right? Like you are a separate entity, your business and your results uh, do not determine anything to do with your worthiness or deservingness or existence on this planet. You know, mm -hmm. I, just like hired a health coach, um, doing a parasite cleanse. I'm working with a relationship coach. And I think I've actually like called in my partner. I'm actually going to fly out to Miami to meet him next week. So Yay! we'll see. What happens. Um, but you know, there was a part where I was like, Oh my gosh, like as much as like I have balance in my business, I don't have balance in my life. Right. Like I was really like, don't burn out all of the things. Um, and I've subscribed to that. I really embodied that I have two businesses. It was, you know, a, a lot of my time and energy. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like I actually have this whole other, other parts of my life that I really want to find balance in and indulge in because my life is so much bigger than just this business. I think that's a really important component to, again, like the zoom back and look at the full spectrum of like who you really are and really, really like, you know, pulling back that your identity is not wrapped up in the business. It's just a, it's just like a, another like segment. Absolutely. Love that. Kira, thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you? How, what do you have coming up? Where can they plug into your world? Yeah, for sure. The best place to find me is just on Instagram at curate with Kira. That's it. Um, and then you can find me just ways to work with me, all of that thing, all of that good stuff there. But mostly I just work private, basically scaling entrepreneurs who have done six figures moving to multi six and seven looking for a deeper subconscious mindset work so awesome i'll drop the link in the show notes as well kira thank you so much thank you for having me this was so fun Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.